0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome back into the Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Yes, Rich is gone. He's gone again. This is uh, another vacation. I don't know how many vacations he gets a year, uh, but apparently it's a lot. Uh, so, we are missing him. But Matt and I are the uh, the duo this week. Uh, this is, I think, round three this summer for you and I? This is round three of the Sweat Fest um,
1: for me and you. Um, and again, <laughs> of course, the temperatures had to peak out at about 88 degrees. So, the uh, back room, nice and sweaty. I wore my Las Vegas Raiders-themed Dynasty Nerds t-shirt because, I mean, mine as well when in Rome, I guess, right? Like, right. it's going to be 100, 100 degrees back here. I might as well. Support the uh Vegas Raiders and my boy. Um, uh, what's his name? Gosh.
0: Wow, yeah, you love him so, my, my boy. <laughs> my, uh, my boy, uh, Samir
1: White. Uh, Samir White, come thank on, thank you very Matt. much. It's hot back here. This is going to be a, a reoccurring theme, I think, for me today. I get, well, I get slow and, and tired when it's hot, and, and here
0: we are. So, well, and uh, unfortunately for you, uh, we're doing your favorite thing in the world playing games this week. We have lots of fantasy football games to play and i know how much you love those so dearly deep in your soul so uh somewhere like d-
1: deep deep in there i do actually <laughs> love these I, I don't mind them i'm just i'm just messing with you there are things i'm better at in these and, and sure. you're going to see that today and there's things that i'm worse at and we're definitely going to see that today so, watch you're
0: going to knock it out of the park and uh everyone's going to laugh and it'll be great all right Uh, Before we get into that, though, let's talk about prize picks. Prize picks. Yeah, that's right. Promo code nerds. I'll get that out of the way right off the top. Promo code nerds. All right. Get in there. You will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You're saying, well, what do I want this promo code for? Well, it's for prize picks. It's the best way to get your player prop action. Guys, we are getting so close to the season i can basically smell the preseason i didn't know that the preseason had a scent uh but i can smell it I, i feel it right here uh in my nostrils we are that close you can go on there pick two to five players pick an over under on projections whether it's passing yards rushing yards touchdowns whatever you want whatever tickles your fancy that's what you can do over there on prize picks Dot com And, of course, they have the amazing app. It takes 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And also, we've been talking about it for a little bit, but if you go over there and you're in a state where you're able to, to use price picks, I know not everyone's not able to necessarily, but uh, are, are we still giving away shirts, Matt?
1: We're still giving away shirts, man. They get, there's, there should be a Google Sheet sign-up uh, type of thing here in the YouTube link and probably in the podcast as well. And they just have to sign up. Um, I think they have to show proof with with an email, and we'll kind of verify um, what's going on there if they did actually make the bet or the uh, the the whatever uh, the prop, the, the prop, if you will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they'll get a T-shirt, and then are they also are we still doing the uh, uh, the grand prize type of thing? The
0: uh, team the show audit? the the team audit. That's right. Yes. Uh, summer's been tricky. We haven't gotten a ton of them out, but we have plenty on the horizon. Uh, for those team audit shows. So if you want to get your team audited by the likes of the Dynasty Nerds podcast crew, Ooh. we don't know who exactly, but it'll be somebody on the podcast. Uh, go ahead and get in over there at prizepicks.com. Okay, let's get into these games. I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things to do. So we're going to start off with a game that I like to call the Likely-O-Meter. All right? <laughs>
1: The likely O meter,
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 catching on nationwide. It's a very snazzy name, uh, very creative. So, as a, as, a,
1: as an Irish person with an O at the beginning of his name, I took offense to this game already. Take,
0: it's, <laughs> it's, it's being racist. <laughs> all right, it's, um, it's okay. We can let it go. Let's all right, move on. I was nervous. Okay, so in this game here, I'm going to give you a statement, and you are going to tell me how likely you think this is to happen. So one being not likely at all. I don't see this happening no matter what. Ten being it's basically a lock. Write it down right now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now I don't necessarily believe or not believe any of these. These are just, these are just narratives. Okay.
1: 10 means it's not going to happen at all. Right. And one opposite opposite. I'm I'm messing with you. I'm
0: messing with you. Let's move on. Didn't even pick up on it. How bad it is. <laughs> All right. Number one, Lamar Jackson is not a top 10 quarterback this season with ho- Hollywood Brown leaving for the Cardinals. How yeah, likely I'm do you not- think that is to being true?
1: <sighs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to say, you know, from a Browns standpoint, that that's the tan. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if he's there. If he stays healthy with his rushing upside, even without Hollywood Brown there, I think you know Rashad Bateman's gonna step right into that. They have some other guys there that are also um, James Rochet, they're they're talking up a little bit, and obviously Devin Duvernay as well, that I think are are capable guys that just kind of needed more of an opportunity. So while I do like Marquise Brown, I think he's a good player. I think they can kind of fill that um, void left behind there with a Bateman stepping up in his second year, and some of those other guys kind of taking the the next step forward. So in my likelihood meter, I would that he doesn't. I would it would be down in like threes uh, okay. or something like that. I think injury is probably the 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 only way that he wouldn't. Um, you know, the, the all the camp reports are that he's. You know, he played last year at around two oh five. He, he's up near two twenty now. And yeah. we, you know, if if you're to believe everything you read and, and hear, like he hasn't lost the explosiveness and all of that, and he's been also working on his throwing motion, which is, in my opinion, one of his biggest weaknesses. You know, sure. I think he, ever since he came out, that he hasn't had what I would call a natural throwing motion, and sometimes the ball has a tendency to flutter on him. So if he can eliminate that kind of stuff out of his game, the occasional dead duck type of throw, he, he could be a much more potent offensive weapon. So Mar Jackson um, not becoming a top 10 guy in the likely o I'm going to put it at three.
0: Yeah, I'm probably in, in the same kind of range there. Uh, for what it's worth, last year, quarterback 14, part of that was due to you know missing the last few games with injury and things like that. Season before that, he was at exactly 10. So but we've seen a couple down seasons in a row. But, of course, before that, he was quarterback one overall. Uh, so I, I think it's a high likelihood. I don't I don't know that I would say he's going to be top five again uh, this year. But I, I don't think he's going to fall out of the top 10 either. So uh, I would put it pretty low as well, probably at the same number. We'll, we'll, we'll say the same number for this this first one here. We'll give it a three. All right. Okay. Number two. Brees Hall is an RB one in his rookie season. Brees Hall is an RB one in his rookie season. Where do you think that lands on the likelyometer?
1: Um, and I mean, I think that's an that's the he's the, probably the most likely rookie to sure. end up as a running back one. So I can see why you picked this guy. Um, I think a lot of people are are completely discarding and discounting Michael Carter. I don't know that that's. In my thought process for year one, I, I could see this being one of those things where, you know, Brees Hall gets 70% of the carries or maybe 65, and, and Michael Carter's kind of picking up the slack everywhere else. Is that enough um, to get Brees Hall into the top, you know, 12 uh, and make him a running back one? I think he's going to be borderline. I don't see this as a slam dunk. Uh, so the likelihood that he does make it as a running back one in year one, uh, I'll put it maybe as a, as a four, cause he does have a ton of upside in the passing game. Sure. So if they do use him quite a bit there and kind of, um, make life easier on, on Wilson there, this, you know, he could be a guy that benefits greatly from that. So they don't have a, I wouldn't call it anybody to get there an established tight end. They got CJ, C- Uzama and, and, mm-hmm.
0: um, Michael Conklin. Uh, yes,
1: thank you, Conklin. That uh, that Conkins just came over from the bike lens. Uh, it's not. It's not Michael. Um, I just did it on, on the show last week, uh, and I can't think of it. So Con- we'll, we'll move on, like we're not a bunch of bumbling idiots. And
0: <laughs> Conklin, something Conklin. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a little more optimistic. Uh, so anyway, and-
1: my number I think was did I say four?
0: You said four. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. uh, I'm going to put it at a six. Uh, and not because I would say this is like a a safe bet by any stretch of the imagination, um, but we've had very, very few seasons uh, over the past decade where we have not had a rookie running back finishes so, uh, in RB one. So in that narrative line, I, I could easily see this happening again. And I think he's the most likely candidate. I think he's the one in the line for the most touches overall. I like what they've done with their offensive line. I think it's a very good offensive line. And he's a guy that can break off long plays. And, you know, it, it's tougher for guys that, you know, are going to just be between the tackles grinders. But I think he's so much more than that. And he's he's truly a complete three down back. And you're right. Michael Carter is going to be the thing that would hinder this the most. I think, though, I still think it's going to be enough of Brees Hall and, you know, uh, not as much carter that i'm going to put it a slightly above average and i'm going to give it a six
1: okay and and if he does get in i wouldn't expect him to be high end i think he's going to be low 11 12 and and to say you know to put my number at four it's not to say that i i don't think he can get there or i don't think he's going to be right in that range regardless i just don't know that he'll get all the way to 12 he might be 13 14 15 and i think you know, me, you, and Rich have nitpicked this in the past on other guys. <laughs> sure. like Joe, Joe Mixon and stuff like that. Um, but the bottom line is that there's a number. There's a, there's a line in the sand, and it's 12. Um, sure. So I could see him much more likely to be 13, 14, 15 than actually get into 10, 11, 12.
0: So Right. Makes sense. All mm-hmm. right, let's go on to number three. Josh Allen finishes as the QB1 for the third straight season. How likely do we think that is to transpire?
1: Well, I mean, let's see. Stefan Diggs is there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, obviously, Dawson Knox is still there from last year, so he hasn't lost anything anything from that respect. Um, Jameson Crowder, I would expect to be the guy that kind of fills in that slot position that that was vacated by Beasley? Was there? yeah uh, well, Beasley Emmanuel and Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. Um yeah. Last year, and I think he'll be fine in that in that position. I think he can at least fill the shoes of of, of Cole Beasley. Um, and, and obviously, we haven't even discussed everyone's favorite fantasy darling, Gabe Davis, in this sure. whole conversation. So, the sky is really the limit here. Not to mention the fact that they did run they they have a, a pass catching running back now in James Cook that they they picked up in the second round to go along with the the other running backs in their stable. So they keep adding weapons for him, and he keeps he keeps showing out. I I do think that he absolutely has the potential to be uh, the number one overall quarterback. So I'm going to say, you know, especially with guys like Patrick Mahomes kind of losing his number one target and Mm -hmm. that kind of being up in the air, you know, Justin, uh, uh, Justin Herbert is another guy that has a lot of potential to be that number one guy as well. Uh,
0: But Rogers lost Adams, So that hurts his chances. Right, so, so there are a
1: lot of guys that you know have lost some things. Obviously, Herbert's the guy that, that kind of maintained a lot of the same kind of uh, people. He did lose James Cook, but I think the tight ends that they have on the roster are more than capable of kind of filling in what an old James Cook was able to or Jared, uh, Cook. Jared Cook was able yep. to do uh, at the tight end position. So I think it's probably between those two guys for me, um, and, and I'll just take the guy that I know has done it, and I'll put that up in probably like a seven. As pretty likely,
0: yeah, I'm I'm with you, and and maybe even a hair more. I was gonna go with an eight uh, on this, and for some of the reasons that you laid out, but I think the biggest reason for me is. They still did not draft that thumper at the goal line. And that's been one of the things that's really propelled Josh Allen is those rushing touchdowns. When they get into the goal line, they don't have that guy in the red zone that they feel confident at this point to be able to give him a lot of the touches inside the red zone. And because of that, they drafted, you know, James Cook instead, who's only going to help Josh Allen, you know, potentially get more passing yards and and uh you know i don't think he's going to be taking away a lot of rushing opportunities uh from josh allen and so because of that i i think it's a very high likelihood that he ends up being the the quarterback one overall again which is which is tough to do year in year out but he's done it for two straight seasons and i just don't see any good reason as to why he wouldn't do it again
1: yeah i mean especially with Cade davis
0: especially with Gabe Davis <laughs> who's I mean, obviously
1: going to have like 3000 yards this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, if every game is like the last game of the season, I mean, extrapolate that out 4 touchdowns a game.
1: I, I can't even do that math. So we're not going to attempt it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What would it be? Four times 10, 40 times, uh, four times 28, so 68 touchdowns just to Gabe Davis alone.
1: No, just round it up. It's 70.
0: Okay. It's 70. <laughs> what's going to have more impressive. 70 touchdowns for Gabe Davis. Or Dak Prescott throwing for seven thousand yards. Uh,
1: um, I think it's seventy touchdowns, but it's close. It's close. It really All is right. close.
0: Yeah. Number four, both. Now this is not an or. This is both of these guys have to do this. Okay. Okay.
1: This is both. an and and equation, not an yes. or
0: equation. That is correct. Okay. All right. Both Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis start six or more games in twenty twenty two let's see
1: I mean Desmond Ritter I think is an easier one to figure out and I you can definitely see the scenario there right I mean I Absolutely. don't have either one of their uh, bye weeks you know in front of me but I think regardless Atlanta is not going to be a very good team yeah. uh, unless Marcus Mariota really just picks him up throws him on his back and does stuff that we've never seen him do So, it would be a very unexpected kind of turn of events if we don't see Desmond Ritter at some point in this season and probably sooner rather than later. Uh, Once they get out of contention, I could see them turn that over, see what they have in the third round guy. The other one is a little bit more tricky because I feel like Tennessee is a better team and could probably, um, they're probably more set up for playoff hopes. Um, so, you know, if, if we're looking at just Ritter, I I'd say that's probably eight or nine. Um, but looking at both of them, I mean, I think it would take a, an injury to Henry and just super inefficiency out of Ryan Tannehill, uh, to get that done. So I'm going to drop this thing way down and, and probably have that be like, uh, a, am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a four, um, that we see both of them do six games. Cause I, I think it's less than 50, 50. Um, uh, it's less than I guess a, a coin toss, toss up type of thing. Uh, just because I, I do think Tennessee's gonna attempt to be good this year,
0: yeah. I, I could easily see that being the scenario. Uh, we're, we're back to where we were before with a four and six. I, I put it at a slightly over, you know, 50% chance. Uh, and I'm with you. Desmond Ritter. I think that's a lock. I would mm-hmm. be absolutely shocked if he doesn't start six or more games this season. But Willis is the is the really tricky one. I do wonder now, though, is this the beginning of the rebuild for the Tennessee Titans? And that's why I get a little bit more confidence. We we see Derrick Henry now at this this age where we don't see many running backs have a ton of success. He's obviously a freak of nature, but he is coming off a fairly significant injury of his own. And Ryan Tannehill looked pretty rough last year, uh, and they traded their. You know, I I guess you could say Henry's their best offensive weapon, but their best wide receiver and a young star in A.J. Brown. And they bring in Traylon Burks. Not that I think Traylon Burks is terrible, but regardless, most wide receivers in their rookie year aren't chasing Jefferson. You know, most guys take a few years to really develop, uh, especially if they're being counted on to be the top guy right away. And as as much as I love Robert Woods, and I think he's going to be a good addition to this offense I just I don't know that there's enough here to really propel them uh, ahead of a team in their own division like the Colts. I think the Colts are much more set up for success than the Titans are this season. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see how all of this plays out. But right now, I'm 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 going to give it a six four overall. I think that we do uh, by the end of the year, see them turn the reins over to Malik Willis and see what they have there.
1: Um, I I mean, I don't doubt by the end of the year. I'm just not sure if he's going to get to six games. To you six. know what I mean? Yep. It might be it might be that last three or four games when they know they're out of it. Um, and at that point, you know, it's it's you mind as well at that point, right? I mean, what right. are you really? What are you sticking around for with the with the older guy? You want to see what you got out of this young guy? I so six six is a very tricky number for me. So I think I think, a, it's, a I tough think one. it's yeah, I think it's I think you picked a good number uh, uh, there. And you made it tough on us, but. I'm going four. You're going six. Let's, let's hear the next
0: one. All right. The next one, Michael Pittman Jr. is a wide receiver one this season. Michael Pittman Jr. With his new quarterback. Well, right. old quarterback that's <laughs> new for him. Uh, it, it's kind of like when you get a used car, like you're, you're excited about it, but it's like, it's not a new car. It's, it's a used car. It's kind of, that's it's, Matt Ryan. So it's, it's new, new to him. To, new to old him. overall. Uh, um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think, likely a meter of him being a wide receiver, won this season?
1: Trying to pull up his stats real fast. So he had 88 receptions last year, just cleared 1,000 yards with 1,082 and six touchdowns on 129 targets. Um, you know, uh, if he can do that with Carson Wentz, <laughs> throwing him the football, I think Matt Ryan is a more wide receiver friendly um quarterback. How about that? Uh, especially with with big targets like that. I think uh, Matt Ryan's always kind of excelled with those kind of guys. You know, sure. Either the tight ends or the Julio Jones type of guys. Uh, so I think he's going to know how to use Michael Pittman uh, both in the red zone and just kind of out in the open where you can throw balls up and, and have Michael Pittman go get him. It's a big leap though from 21 all the way up to 12. And, and yes. that's right around where Pittman finished last year in PPR. Um it would take it would take some work, you know. A lot of those guys. I mean, I could see obviously Hunter Renfro was in the in the the wide receiver one realm last year. Chris Godwin was in the wide receiver one realm. Both those guys I could see having a fall out of that category. Obviously Godwin because of injury, injuries um, and, and and Renfro because he's not going to be getting as many targets as he was last year. Uh, so I could. There's room for people to get up. I'm not sure if Pittman is the guy to do it. Um, so I'm going to give that probably a, I want to, I want to say seven, but it's probably closer to six, but I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven. Maybe I do. Have, I do like it a little bit more uh, than I, I'm letting on.
0: Yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought you were going to go significantly lower than that. That was a number I had down as well. I had a seven for Michael Pittman jr. Uh, completing that, that milestone. And and part of it is, is his talent. I, I believe in the talent we saw specifically the first half of the season when the offense was really humming. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. was winning you weeks early on. Then that entire offense kind of collapsed in on itself over those last five weeks. And that's when we yeah. saw Michael Pittman Jr. as you know as part of that really downturn in his numbers and and, and his production. But I love the player. Once again, there's really not a huge target battle Uh, they do bring in alec pierce who i think is a a good talented player Uh, but i think we're going to be seeing you know him make making big plays but not necessarily consistent targets uh paris campbell potentially if he can ever stay healthy and get on the field i feel like we've been saying this forever uh yeah for the past
1: three years at least yes
0: so who knows with all of those guys but michael pittman is the the constant he's the consistent he stays healthy I think there's just a lot of things. And then Matt Ryan's the cherry on top. When you can, you can get a guy that's as accurate as he is, I think that really puts it over the top. So I'm not expecting top five numbers, but I think he could slip into that 10 to 12 range at wide receiver this year, especially if there's better efficiency in the red zone. He's a guy that I could easily see having more than six touchdowns in the red zone. He boosts that to eight or nine. Now we're really talking about an opportunity for him to be in that wide receiver one range.
1: And, and just for reference, Michael Pittman was wide receiver 11 weeks, one through eight last year. So that was kind of the early season stuff that you were talking about. And he was, he was very, he was right there on the border. He was in the wide receiver one conversation during that, that span. And then it
0: kind of fell off. So yeah. He could Not do it. He can that. do it. You can do it. All right. Well, let's talk about another wide receiver here. Another young wide receiver. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb. CD Lamb finishes as a top three receiver in fantasy points in 2022. How likely is that to happen, Matt? I mean, uh,
1: for my own good, I would love to say it's a tan. <laughs> tan. It's a tan. It's a it's a tan. I'm trying to quickly pull up vacated targets. Um I see. Actually, I could just probably look directly at um, Amari Cooper's stats from last year sure. um, to kind of find out what what extra we can expect out of uh, well, a guy like C.D. Lamb.
0: While you're looking for that, though, uh, I'm going to give my number, and it's going to seem lower than I want it to be, but it's just to project any receiver with how big the player pool is and how much talent there is at wide receiver. It's tough to give any wide receiver more than a five or six, yeah. as a as a possibility for that, like that's that's about as high as I can feel about any possible receiver doing that. However, we we know that Dak Prescott is going to absolutely sling the ball. Uh, we have no questions about that.
1: None at all. 7,000
0: 7, yards. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Come uh, on. <laughs> yeah, same offense, same offensive coordinator, and we we lost Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is is coming off of injury, and even James Washington has been banged up in camp. So it's it's basically Ceedee Lamb and Jalen Tolbert, probably, who you know was is, is a is a good player, a third round pick for the the Cowboys. So yeah, I don't want to take anything away from him, but if you're Dak Prescott, Prescott especially earlier in the season, I'm looking for Ceedee Lamb, and then if Ceedee Lamb's not open, then I'm looking for Dalton Schultz, and that's gonna be where 90% of my focus is in the passing game is on those two guys. So I think the opportunity is there. uh, And and I think we could really see him step up in this third year into that that alpha role. You know, There were a lot of similarities between him and Devontae Adams. Uh, We we comped them a lot in the process. And that was kind of what we saw for Devontae Adams. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb had a quicker start, but that third year was where we really saw Devontae Adams propel into being that like, oh, dang, he's really good. I think that's what we could see for CD this year. All of that being said, though, like I said, the the highest I could feel for any receiver would be like a five or six. So I'm only going to give this like a two. Uh, and it sounds like I hate him, and I don't think he can do it. I'm not saying that at all. It's just such a hard spot to get top three. Uh, but I think he's as likely as the top five six seven guys there i don't see him falling outside of the top 10 receivers this year and i think he's going to be closer to five than he is 10 three is just a really tough spot to get
1: it, i mean it really is and it'd be quite a jump he was he was wide receiver 15 last year um and amari only had 103 targets for like 865 yards so it's not like he wasn't already getting a lot last year um but i i do think there's a you know, you've laid out all the points for an argument for him to go up and be a bona fide wide receiver, one, probably even a top 10 type of guy easily. Um, maybe even top seven or eight. Um, but like you said, top three is it's rarefied error. I mean, Cooper Cup was miles ahead of Debo Samuel, who was the number three guy last year, oh, like over 100 points. So, you know, Cooper Cup was locked in 412 points, and number three was Debo Samuel at 310, with Devontae Adams. Um, at 332 last year. So could Devonte Adams changing um, from Green Bay uh, to Oakland bump him out of the top three? Absolutely. So I could see sure. him going down a, a few notches. Debo Samuel, if he's healthy, he's going to be in that conversation for sure. Cooper Cup is going to be in that conversation for sure, just based off of volume and how much him and Matt Stafford kind of click. Um, so then you're looking at guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, who who's switched teams and and could find himself tumbling down this list a bit as well. Um, so those are the type of guys he's going to have to kind of scrap and fight with to get up there. Mm-hmm. Can he do it? Um, I think he's definitely skilled enough. So where you say six, five or six is maybe the top you can give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a four. I'm gonna give him All better right? than better than your two. Because um, I think Spit he's, on my two, uh, <laughs> 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 yes, I'm chewing tonight. Uh, <laughs> so yeah um cd lamb definitely has the skills he's gonna get a bump somewhat somewhat of a bump in targets so uh sky's the limit for this dude i'm, I'm ready for him to take off
0: all right the aforementioned i forget his name zamir white uh let's talk <laughs> about him real quick
1: zeus uh, that's what i was trying to call him i wanted to call him zeus and i couldn't right. think of zamir
0: there you go uh zamir white takes over for josh jacobs by the end of the season so not right away, but we're talking weeks 14, 15, 16. We see that 50-50 split edge a little bit on the Zamir White side. How likely is that to happen?
1: So the one thing that, I, you know, when I think about all this kind of stuff, and I have thought about it, um, Zamir White, has got he's got the top-end speed that Josh Jacobs just never has, right? He's mm-hmm. going to be able to break off some plays. He's going to be able to do some things in the open field if he if he. You know, breaks one that that you're just not going to see, see out of Josh Jacobs. They're both big physical guys. They're both bangers between the tackles. Um, so for me, I think it's just a matter of time. And I think this is a tent. This is locked in by the end of the year. Ooh. Zamir White is going to be taking more snaps than Josh Jacobs, and it's a contract thing as well. They, you know what sure. I mean. They they know this is Josh Jacobs' last year um, of his of his deal. They didn't even attempt to get his fifth year on on him so it's uh i think i think the writing is on the wall for josh jacobs there with this new regime in las vegas they 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 have their new guy i've been treating him as such i do feel confidently i love the guy's tape um and and the combine numbers just they they back up what i saw visually out of the guy he's he is a big, strong guy, and he was running away from SEC defenders last year. And I think he's going to be able to do some of the similar stuff um, in the NFL. And once he does show that potential to go along with some of the other weapons that they have there, he is going to it's just going to be fire, and they're not going to be able to stop it. And it's going to yeah. be burning down the house, man.
0: Man, I need to stop doing the Zamir White discussions with you because as the guy that really wants to be the Zamir White truther and the forefront conductor of the hype train – you keep like edging me out, and so I need to stop <laughs> discussing him with you and just discuss him with other people where I know I can can be ahead of them. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, I can't put a 10 on it I, as much as I want to. I think the biggest thing that this will come down to, uh, as much as I think the talent is absolutely there, I believe in the player, I think the biggest thing this comes down to is where are the Raiders at as far as the playoffs go? I think that's going to be a big factor in all of this because obviously they're a team that is preparing to be a playoff team. They added Devontae Adams. They have, uh, they added a couple pieces on defense as well, some big name guys. If, but this, on the flip side, the division that they are in, they could end up being the fourth team in that division. I mean, that's how Mm -hmm. good that division is with with the the Chiefs, the Chargers, the the Broncos, like everyone it's gonna be a fun division to watch hey listen we've
1: been talking we've been talking a lot about Derek Carr and how much we liked him for years he's the fourth best quarterback in that division isn't that wild yeah fourth and it's not even really debatable I mean come on it's
0: really not it's I mean not. the closest one he's to is maybe like Russ and we're talking about a guy that's been like a top eight quarterback every year right so sorry sorry Derek sorry buddy
1: it's yeah, I, until he proves it, that's where he's at. You know what I mean? And all those right. other guys, I think, have have flashed either so much upside as, as young guys or have been so far and, and done so much in the NFL that that Derek hasn't. So it's Correct. It is. It's him at the last. And, and that's that hurts a little bit to say, but it is true, I think.
0: It is true because I love Derek Carr and I have mm-hmm. him on many, many teams. Uh, all of that being said, I do think that they are competing for a playoff spot up to the bitter end. So, because of that, I do think that they're going to lean on the veteran a little bit more than they lean on the rookie. So, I'm only going to put it at like a four to five range. I know,
1: no faith. I no know. faith. This this guy has.
0: I, I thought this was like a really hot take, and I was, you know, I was going <laughs> to be like, I think it's just as likely to happen as not. And then you're like, ten for it's sure. A ten. Mark it's it down. A ten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm the one. You're, not gonna, on you're not gonna get yeah, you're not gonna get a lot of slam dunks out of me. That's a slam dunk for me. <laughs> I love it.
0: Oh man. Okay, uh, let's do a couple more here uh, before we get to uh, our second game. But Ramondre Stevenson outscores Damian Harris this season. How likely is that to happen in the Patriots backfield?
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> so so obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, right? I mean, it's it's they have two rookies, but Ramondo Stevenson might end up getting this pass catching role. Um, he's at least been talking about you know, in, increasing his pass game chops here in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um Damian Harris, I think they they pigeonholed him. He's basically the between the tackles guy. I mean, he's not he's not a, a pass catching threat really that much. No. So if he does win that job, and if he can score some touchdowns and take away some some rushing opportunities, which I think he's talented enough to do all of those things, mm-hmm. he could win this. That being that being said, Bill Belichick is, is nearly impossible to figure out <laughs> exactly how true. he's gonna deploy people. That's correct. And we don't even have we don't even have historical data at this point. I feel like to lean on that much. Like Josh, Josh McDaniels is gone. They don't have what any of us, uh, any of us would call a bona fide offensive coordinator right Right. now. It's a bunch of defensive guys and special teams guys working as uh, the de facto offensive coordinator there. So I honestly have no idea what to expect here out out of the Patriots offense as a whole, but especially how they're going to divide up backfield touches. I mean, Good luck even figuring out week to week, let alone over the course of an entire year. So, I'm going to put it right at a five because I've got no idea. How about that? No idea. <laughs>
0: that's that's a hundred percent fair. Uh, I I am really starting to get the feeling, uh, and this is this is not based on numbers. This is more my gut feeling. So for take that for what it's worth. Uh, but I'm starting to get the feeling that they are not overly impressed with Damian Harris. I think they he's viewed just as a guy. He's a fine cog in their offensive system, but I think that they see the size and the skill set of Ramondre Stevenson. And I think that's what makes him so appealing because remember Damian Harris was more or less red shirted his rookie season. Oh, yeah. Whereas Ramondre Stevenson is now coming in and cutting into the touches of the starting running back. So very different ways that they were perceived early on in their careers. So I think we're only going to see better things in year two. And you mentioned the receiving game. That's that's the kicker. If he if you can even pencil in 40 to 45 receptions for him this year, that's, that's huge, huge for a guy that could also be getting you a ton of rushing yards and work on the ground. So I'm going to put it more at like a seven, seven and a half. I feel pretty strongly at this point. Uh, that he is going to eclipse Damian Harris.
1: How about this? I'm going to uh, put a little bow on the top of it. If this was another team other than New England, I think it would be closer to a 7 or 8. Sure. Uh, but I honestly to, to to circle back to my other point, I just have no idea what they're no going to do week to week and I have no faith that they're going to say, "Hey, this guy is this guy right here." He's he's more talented. He can do more things in the offense, and he's a better player. So we're gonna we're gonna play him more. I just don't think they're they don't like think like that. They think this week how can I match up yeah. best on this team? Is it this is it this player or this player? I know this player does X Y and Z really good, and that will exploit these things on the defense. So yep. I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna go with this guy next week. It could be somebody completely different. The weekend after that, it could be one of their other two running backs that they drafted this year. You know what I mean? Like Kevin right. Harris. All is of a there, sudden, JJ
0: uh, Taylor's a thing. Like what? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and and white. It sounds like isn't close to being ready. It sounds like he's he's on it. the yeah. It sounds like he's still walking with a limp, uh, per, you know, pronounced limp uh, of of sorts. Um, so who knows what to expect out of that guy? I would think you know, at his age, he's got to be, be the close end. to thirty. That he might he might be one. It might be one of those things where he
0: doesn't know he's done, but he's done. Yeah. Nope. I could see that, and that only helps potentially Ramondre Stevenson if he can gain that role. All right, last one here. T.J. Hawkinson is a top three fantasy tight end this season. How likely is that to happen, Matt Um, O'Hara?
1: I would like to – I mean, I think I I, I like the talent. I think the more and more Hawkinsons around, I think – the more and more other people like him more than I do. (laughs) Like I came in, you know what I mean? He came in and and I I really did like him. I thought he was the best tight end coming out the year that he was there, but every season he kind of has underwhelmed me from like uh, uh, where I expect him to finish the targets. I expect him to get last year. He only had 83 targets overall in an offense that didn't have a ton of weapons anyway. I, I think he he did miss some games, so that's uh, he missed one, two, three, four at the end. So that was only you know over a, a twelve game span, uh, um, or he missed five at the end. Um, so I mean, he's got room to to go. He was he was tight end thirteen, despite missing the last uh, four or five games. So the, he he obviously has potential to be up there, sure. top three. I think you're. You've got to be looking at closer to – let me see how – Mark Andrews had 150 targets. Travis Kelsey had 135 targets. George Kittle last year had only 95 targets, but um, managed to squeak his way up in the one that I'm looking at here. And then Dalton Schultz was uh, closer to 100, I think, as well, 104. And he was number four. So to get up in there, I think he's gonna have to probably increase his target share a little bit and, and become more of a, a threat in the in the red zone. Um, you know, he's in 2020 he had six touchdowns last year, only four. If he can get to that ten, I think that would be the way that he would get there. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's ever gonna get. 115, 120, 135 targets. I, I just sure. don't think he's that kind of player. And, and the guys around him, you know, with with Saint Brown now they're probably going to be getting more and more targets. And obviously, Jamison Williams are also right. there. My boy DJ Chark is there. Hey-o. So there's, I think, hey, I think there's just more talent around him this year. And DeAndre Swift, uh, obviously, nothing to sneeze at in the passing game as well. So th- that's kind of like wh- who he's fighting with with targets in order to get there. So I'm going to put it pretty low. I'm going to put it probably four that he gets or three that he gets up into the top three.
0: Yeah, I am going to say a one. Okay. Uh, and that sounds so mean, but I think he is a very talented player overall. But I just don't think that there's that upside in this offense and I don't think he's that big play guy either. We see some of these other tight ends, Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews and, and Travis Kelsey, like these guys are able to make things happen after the catch. I don't know that Hawkinson's able to do as much after the catch as some of these players. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to get the targets. And it's just, it's just not a conducive offense uh, for this at this point. So I think him becoming a top three tight end this year is a near impossibility. Uh, especially I mean, with Jared Goff at, at quarterback,
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, from from a physical standpoint, um, is there? I mean, I I think he's a little bit better of an athlete than like a Dalton Schultz, sure, but yep. but not like a ton. It's not like a it's not like a huge gap. You know what right. I mean? Be- it, he him had and good that.
0: numbers at the combine, uh, yeah. not quite as good as as uh, his his counterpoint Noah Fant, uh, but he he had good numbers at the combine. But me remembering watching back, he was good in the open field but he wasn't he wasn't special he's not he doesn't have this elite speed or you know he's not trucking dudes like gronk used to or you know he's not doing anything to like separate himself there and if so if he's not going to get the you know you mentioned the target numbers if he's not getting 110 115 plus targets i just don't see any world where that ends up as a possibility and then then the touchdown numbers i just don't i just don't see that being likely so I'm going to put it at a one. I think it is nearly impossible for him to be a tight end one this season as much as I would like to see it. You mean All tight right. end
1: three three overall? Sorry, right. tight top, end three. Top, yep, top, top, three. Top, top three. Yeah,
0: yep. I think he'll be a tight end one.
1: Like in I, tight end one. I, I think he will also. Yes.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, before we get to our second game, let's talk about FFPC. Launched in 2010, FFPC is the home of the largest high-stake dynasty leagues in the community of fantasy footballers over 1000 active leagues. You can have like, no, not, we say high stakes, but they have $77 leagues. And with our promo code nerds, you get $35 off. That's almost half off of your entry. So it's, it's very affordable. But if you're like, look, I actually do want to be a baller. I actually do want to do some legitimate high stakes we can get $2,500 teams. We can get some real baller action up in here. 2,500. Uh, so, <laughs> 2,500. 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have never had a league fold. Uh, they, they It just hasn't happened. And that's, I think, the thing about FFPC uh, that is just so encouraging is you, you, you put together this awesome dynasty team and you're like, I'm so excited about it. And then two years later, the dude that traded all his draft picks, everybody's ticked at him and he didn't pay his entry fee. And you don't have to worry about that with FFPC. Mm -mm. It's safe as they come. Go to myffpc.com. Use promo code NERDS on the payment page. And like I said before, $35 off any new FFPC startup registration. Okay, let's get into our second game here, Matt. And I'm calling this one Top Fives. Okay.
1: Top 5s So I'm what calling this, this Matt's going to fail. Let's <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you a category. Some are more traditional categories. Some are less traditional categories. Mm-hmm. And I want you to guess as many of the players that were in the top five of that category as you can. I'll give you, we'll give you three misses. Once you, once you get to three, I'm just going to read off the list. All right.
1: Thank you. Thank God. I need a safety
0: net on these. <laughs> all right. I,
1: this is not, this is like not my strong suit. So, <laughs> so this is going to go either really well or really poorly.
0: So you're going to do see. great, Matt. We'll start with an easier one. Okay. All right. Yep. Leaders in passing yards in 2021. I mean, Top
1: obviously deck Dak with 7,000 was on the list.
0: That was the year
1: before. Oh, oh dang it. You're right. He was dang it. Yeah. Um, all right, so passing yards, Tom Brady was Tom Brady on yep. there? Tom Brady's Aaron number Rod- one.
0: Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers did not make the top five. Grr. All right, if he won MVP. You would think he would have.
1: Yeah, I, w- I thought he would have as well. I thought that was a slam dunk of all slam dunks. So I've got one so far and one strike.
0: One, one, um, yep,
1: one of each one one good one one strike um we're not we're not counting the deck because obviously that that was a joke
0: that Uh, was a joke a joke (laughs) joke.
1: clearly a joke unless it was right unless it was right (laughs) and then i would have gone for it um was no 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 i'm just going through the lists in my brain here see this is why i'm bad at these kinds of things um Josh Allen was the analyst. Josh Allen was not on the list. Surprisingly, so that's, so that's that's two, two strikes. strikes to one. At track. least you said surprisingly. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I bit mean, you support. picked two
0: players that I think ninety percent of people would have picked. Like Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, slinging yeah. it out there. Like you would have guessed that, but no, neither one made the top Patrick,
1: five. Patrick Mahomes was Mahomes correct. on there. Thank God. Um, Herbert what was Herbert on there.
0: That is correct. So you got oh three gosh. of the five.
1: Oh, Stafford had to have been on there.
0: Stafford was on there. You got four of the five. Look at you. Can you get all five? And these are the top four that you've gotten. So can you get the guy that came in at number five? I'll give you a slight hint. He's not as obvious as the other four.
1: Perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Was I'll it give Drew, you a second. Do you want a was second Was it hand? Drew
1: Brees? No, I'm just... Saying. Was it
0: Drew Brees?
1: <laughs> That's not obvious at all. No, go ahead. Go. you want a second it? What's hand? your second... I do want a second It. Okay. Because your other one was sucked, just, all just right. to be frank.
0: <laughs> he was in the same division with at least one of these guys.
1: <sighs> now I've got to remember who
0: I've already done. You have already said Tom Brady, <laughs> Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, and Patrick Mahomes.
1: Give it to me. This is dead air, man.
0: <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr Derek came Carr, in. Derek Carr, no way.
1: Yeah. I, w- I, w-
0: I would have guessed
1: 15 other players before I got yes, to Derek Carr. he was
0: the surprising one in there. Derek Carr, surprisingly, was a top five passer in as far as yardage goes. All right, let's go over to the running back position. Red zone rushing attempts. Can you guess the top five in red zone rushing attempts? There is one guy that was far and away more than everybody else. And then there's like the other four.
1: Okay. So red zone rushing attempts,
0: total, total red zone rushing attempts. Not it's many. not a, it's
1: not a percentage type of thing. Nope. It's, it is total, um, whole numbers. John, I mean, Jonathan Taylor,
0: Jonathan Taylor, b- number one, far yeah. and away. He had yeah. 89 red zone rushing attempts last Holy year. Holy crap. Right. Um, I'm just going to go not Harris. Cause he just had so many rushing attempts. He is not. This is this is a tough one. Uh, the other four guys, honestly, I I might have gotten one. Okay, it's a weird um, list.
1: All right, then I'm going to go weird. Um, Get weird, C- Cordell Patterson.
0: Cordell Patterson is a good guess, <laughs> but no, he was not. <laughs> Dang it, James Conner. James Conner, you would I would have guessed that as well, but he is not. The other right. four on the list here. So Jonathan Taylor with 89. Second place, Austin Eckler. I was going to guess him,
1: but I thought there was no freaking
0: way. Right? Oh, right? man. Eckler. Okay. Which, which definitely tells me there's some regression due there. Um, yeah,
1: there's probably some regression. He had the most rushing yards that he's ever had. Also last year, like, like 900 Correct. or something. So that's why I, I was going to guess it. Dang it. All yeah. right. Go
0: ahead. Uh, Antonio Gibson came in third, okay. which is good news, but it's also like, you had an okay season, and you had that many red zone rushing attempts. I was,
1: I was actually just about to look up how many, and he only scored. So he scored seven touchdowns. It's not like he only scored seven touchdowns. He had eleven the previous year, so he did. He right. already regressed a little but bit. But
0: now Brian Robinson uh, is is in the fold, and also of those main guys, he also had the lowest yards per carry inside the red zone at only one point seven, compared to other guys that were in the two to three yard range. Yuck. Okay. Uh then- Damian Harris. Came in fourth with 46, Mm. and and then the shocker of all shockers, I could have gotten 50 guesses and I would not have gotten this right. Sony Michelle with 46 last year. No, the LA
1: Rams. Did they? Did he score any touchdowns
0: on them? (laughs) He actually had a few, uh, but I was I was take your word for (laughs) it. I was I was shooketh.
1: Um, yeah, that's a I never would have guessed Sony Michelle. So we could have been here all night and I would have been going all around that circle. The whole yeah. Time. Oh, he, he did score four touchdowns last year.
0: He had some, not a lot. Yeah. He had some. Yeah. All right. Let's go to, uh, let's stay at the running back room. Let's go to running back receptions. Who were the top five leaders in receptions at the running back position? Okay. I think Austin four of the five are not too bad. Eckler <laughs> is Echler. correct. He was second yeah. with 70. um, Man, I'm trying to think if you've you guessed this player for the red zone list. The guy that's at number one. I did,
1: huh? Mm-hmm. Um, Cordell Patterson, right? No, no. he came in six. No. Ah, <sighs> he came God. in six. Um, okay. I mean, I already said Eckler, right? You already said Eckler. You got him. (laughs) Because I apparently have uh, the memory of a fish when it comes to contests. (laughs) Double checking. Uh, (laughs) Clarifying. Did Leonard Fournette
0: do it? Uncle Lenny did. So he was third with 69. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't
1: can't not laugh at that. Yeah, Rich Rich would expect Uh, us to laugh. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, I mean, uh, Alvin Kamara, right? Alvin Kamara did not get on this list. It was his lowest reception total season of his career. Mm. So that's too wrong and too right.
1: All right. I'm trying to think of who I guessed. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Was Dalvin Cook on the list?
0: Dalvin Cook is not on the list. So number one, Najee Harris. Uh,
1: No way.
0: He led the NFL running backs in receptions last season with 74. Austin Eckler was 70. Uncle Lenny was 69. DeAndre oh, wow. Swift with 62. And then the one that was surprising to me. How did Josh- I forget Swift? How did I forget yeah. Swift? Oh, Come on. The one that was surprising to me, number five, Josh Jacobs. Oh. I would not have guessed that one. Uh, 54 receptions last year. I think part of that was due to Kenyon Drake going down. So I think yeah. they ended up using him more on third downs than they did before. But we got a couple more here that we'll get into, and then we'll get out of here for the night. Uh, wide receiver targets. Who were the top five players in wide receiver targets? Not receptions, targets.
1: Not, not receptions, just targets. Um
0: as Matt's looking up the numbers right now.
1: I I just like a list of players in front of me <laughs> because that's what I struggle with most. Obviously, Cooper Cup is is a guy that Cooper Cup big,
0: number one, 191.
1: A gazillion. Yes. Um targets targets i mean i gotta throw my guy justin jefferson in there was he in that list He was
0: number four this is the easiest list i would say of all of them with the exception of one player uh yes justin jefferson was fourth with 167
1: Devontae adams
0: is up there right he was third 169 yeah i want to say stefan diggs is stefan diggs so you've got the four that i think were fairly easy uh he came in fifth the guy that came in or tied for second with Devontae Adams is the only one you're missing. And this was the one that kind of surprised me in this group.
1: Was it Deontay Johnson?
0: It was Deontay Johnson. Five for five. Look at you. Dude, Big Ben
1: had like that quick two-second release uh, for the year. Not even. Yeah, I mean, it was like under two seconds, and Deontay Johnson was just raking all
0: last year. He was. uh, So, they had the leader, the second most targets at a receiver, and the most at a running back position. So, uh, Big Ben was throwing it short. I can't believe Uh, I didn't miss any on that. That was amazing. That was really impressive, Matt. I'm I'm so impressed with you right now. I want to give you a, a trophy of some sort for the perfect guess. Just next time you
1: see me is a high five. That's all okay, I need. That'll work. Yeah,
0: all that's right. all I need. Uh, do you want to go with the, the more weird one or the more traditional one? We got two left. Oh, dude, let's go weird. I'm, I'm always down for weird. Let's go weird. All right, running back quality starts. So these are starts with 10.4 points or better. Uh, and this is for what it's worth. PPR fantasy. fantasy. It was actually standard. Uh, This was according to Fantasy Pros. This is how they did it for some reason. Uh, So guys that had 10.4 points or more, uh, how many games did they do that?
1: So what's the question? Top five? is that Top
0: five of guys that had 10.4 points or more, basically.
1: I mean, you you can obviously say Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor
0: had 14 games last year of 10.4 or more points. Okay.
1: Um, Austin Eckler was probably in that range as well. Correct.
0: You there... that was number one and number two both had fourteen, okay. so they were very consistent.
1: And Najee Harris, I would think, just off of all those targets and
0: all those rushing attempts, would be in that list. Had thirteen, so he was third. You're going down the list. Can you get another perfect one, Matt?
1: <sighs> I don't. I don't and even I don't have, have a list end. of the guys in front of me uh, right now. Let me. Uh, some of those guys, maybe pull out some of these other was zeke on that list zeke was not on that uh, list no more perfects for you no more perfects that's okay um
0: uh james connor was pretty reliable last year james connor tied for fourth with 10 there's awesome. one other player that also had 10 games of 10.4
1: more is it our boy nick Chubb?
0: was not our boy,
1: Nick Chubb. I just wanted to guess him.
0: <laughs> I know. It, the, injury, the injury made it more difficult for him. Was it playoff Lenny? It was not playoff ah. Lenny. It was Alvin Kamara. He had his highest rushing total season uh, of his career, and that's what boosted him there. Last, last category before we get out of here, quarterback rushing touchdowns. Top five in quarterback rushing touchdowns. Okay, rushing touchdowns from
1: the quarterback position. I mean, I'm going to go, you know, Josh Allen lay up, right?
0: Yep, he was third with six. Okay. Oh, it's third, huh? Good Number Lord. one, three, and four are pretty easy. Two and five are not as easy. Um,
1: I know Lamar, how much did Lamar miss last year? Lamar missed, was I believe, it?
0: four games. Then he should be on that list somewhere, right? You would have thought, but no, he was not Dang. one of the top five in rushing touchdowns. I believe he was in yards, but I don't believe he was in touchdowns.
1: Um, Sam Darnold had a weird year last year. Sam didn't Darnold
0: he? is one of them. Yes, yes, he came in I rem- fifth with five rushing touchdowns.
1: He scored like a rushing touchdown like every week, and you know, like for the like first three, or, like four three or four weeks. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I remember that now. I knew that was okay. All right. All right you got Darnell. one of the weird ones. <laughs> that's that's it. I, let's just end on a note. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going on. home.
0: <laughs> um, sh- um, There's two pretty easy ones you haven't guessed yet, I think. Uh,
1: d- did Herbert score a lot?
0: Herbert did not get in the top mm. five. Okay. He, he did get rushing touchdowns. I believe he got three or four, but he did yeah. not get in the top five. Did
1: Tom Brady get his cheapies?
0: Uh, he did not this time. Right. So Jalen Hurts
1: <laughs> led the way with nine. I sh- Dang it. Th- he was like the first person that popped in my mind. I cycled through so many other ones that I forgot right. about it. You
0: forgot to go back to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: The other surprising one, number two, Ryan Tannehill, with seven rushing touchdowns last Interesting. year. Interesting. I he don't think the, I've the, ever the picked up roll. on
1: that. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Jordan then uh, Josh Allen was third kyler murray was fourth ah, and then sam darnold was fifth
1: that should have those should have been both layups i, I was i was overthinking this one you for were sure. you were thinking the sam thinking. darnold thing got me like way off track it and, did
0: it was so I could good never,
1: i could never recover so that's all good
0: <laughs> all right well that's it for our free show but return for the nerd herd show we are going to be doing more amazing games and we're going to be putting matt under the microscope giving them all this pressure. Although Matt, I think you performed pretty well. Uh, all things considered.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that um, boost in confidence. I'm going to need it going into this next show. So,
0: <laughs> All right. Well, make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, all kinds of stuff going out uh, on the YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at dynasty nerds and join our dynasty nerds. Facebook group. We have like 13,000, 14,000, some members. If you're part of the nerd herd, Make sure that you are in the Discord. We are always doing fun things in the Discord. There are so many different ways to connect with us. Just make sure that you just give us that cup of coffee a month and you can be part of the greatest community inside Dynasty Fantasy Football. That is all I have. Matt, we'll see you soon. Adios.